everybody. Welcome to Valley Creek and happy Memorial Day weekend to you and your family. I am so glad that you're here with us today. And last week we finished up the first part of our Holy Spirit series. And I know that was a big series. It was a deep series. It was a weighty series. And so today we're going to come up. We're going to come up and we're going to be a little bit lighter today. And what I want to do today is just take you on a journey of some things we do by design. You see, the kingdom of God is divinely designed. It has a divine intentionality, a divine plan to it. And we as a church always want to align ourselves with that divine design and that divine intentionality. And so I want to take you on a journey and show you three different things that we do at our church that are incredibly important to us, but they are by design. They're not arbitrary. It's not haphazard. It's not coincidental. It is a kingdom design that we align ourselves with. So open up your minds, open up your hearts, take a deep breath, and let me take you on a journey of showing you three different things we do by design. Faith is refusing to settle for what's in front of you, believing that there is more beyond the horizon. It's being willing to follow God into the unknown, and in the process, we find freedom for ourselves. Faith is the ability to see what can be in the midst of what is. Can you see it? I think God's calling us to double down take our four and turn it into eight. I think we need to risk what we have to find what God has in store. So what if we said we don't want to be a church for a city, we want to be a church for the region? A missional move is when you take a next step to create space, movement, opportunity so that someone else can take a next step on their journey with Jesus. You see, all a missional move is, is when you choose to move forward with Jesus so someone else can move forward with Jesus. So we feel like God's inviting us to start a university campus. And then we want to do a campus in Gainesville. And then we feel like God is inviting us to start one in North Lake, Argyle, or Roanoke. And the fourth one, we have no idea. The fourth one, we feel like as we get these ones going, God is going to speak to us. And here's what we've sensed from God. What if we just drew a big circle around North Texas and said, we're going to own it in Jesus' name. This is our new Gainesville campus. Come on, look at this space. Can you just imagine the people that are lost, lonely, and broken that are going to come into this space and have an encounter with the hope of Jesus? For the first time ever, whatever campus you're at, whether you're in Denton, Flower Mound, Gainesville, Louisville, the venue, or watching online, come on, let's give it up 
I am super excited to announce to you that we have officially purchased and closed on land for our next campus, and it is going to be Argyle. Valley Creek Argyle will exist right here in this space. And when we have all of the resources and the disciples to make it happen and the culture to be able to reproduce, to go there, we will get going on that one. Like, here's what I want you to see. We are creating the future together. This doesn't exist, but now this belongs to the kingdom of God. This is now in the process of becoming a harbor of hope. Now all of a sudden you can start seeing it. Like that's exactly where the Gainesville campus now is. This is exactly where that piece of property now is. Like we're creating the future together. And so over this last year, as we've been working through this online reality, and it was really obvious to us that God knew all along that the fourth campus was gonna be the online campus. We thought it was city to region, God had something bigger. It was really city to global. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. When we started on this phase of the journey, we did not see it. But we held on to the goodness of God and we moved forward into the unknown. Three years ago, God invited our church to missional move hope for the city. A missional move is simply when we take a next step so someone else can take theirs. It's when we choose to move forward on our journey of faith for the sole purpose to create space and opportunity so someone else can move forward on their journey with Jesus. And Missional Move Hope for the City was one of the biggest things God had ever asked our church to do, to double down, to go from four campuses to eight campuses. Instead of just being a church for a city, to being a church for a region. And when we stepped into that journey of faith, we did not know that one year into that journey, a global pandemic would break out. And yet in the midst of that global pandemic, God's kingdom has been advancing. You see, we were able to buy our Gainesville property and build it and launch our Gainesville campus, which is thriving, doing amazing things, and is literally one of the largest churches in all of Cook County. We bought our Argyle property, more than 30 acres on the corner of 407 and 35W, an amazing location that will be an incredible harbor of hope for the area and the region of Argyle and North Lake and Roanoke. And then we launched our online campus, the fourth campus that we didn't know what it was going to be, but God knew exactly what it was going to be. And it's serving thousands of people every single week, an online harbor of hope across 65 countries all over the world. And here I am standing on the corner of what will be Valley Creek University campus. Come on, Valley Creek. I am literally standing on the property of what will become Valley Creek University Campus, a two-acre piece of property on the corner of Eagle and Avenue A, literally right on the University of North Texas campus property. 
We were right across the street from the, the UNT Welcome Center. I mean, this property is immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. This will be a place where students who are lost, lonely, and broken, who come from all over the place, will be able to come into a harbor of hope and find hope in Jesus' name. This lost, lonely, and broken generation will be able to come to this property, to this harbor of hope, to this training center of life and discover who they are, who God is, and what they were created to do. You see, this place is full of students all day long, every day, and we are a church of generations. And we can't wait to serve them in the name of Jesus. You see, we have been looking for this property for the last three years and hadn't been able to find any success. And then one day, one of our leaders was hanging out with a friend of his who's not a part of Valley Creek. And he was telling him what we were doing and what Valley Creek is all about and what we were looking for. And his friend looked back at him and said, well, I have some property right on the university campus and I'd be willing to sell it to you. And we came and we checked this place out and it was even better than we had been praying for. And so this is now what will become Valley Creek University. And I can't even begin to imagine all that God is gonna do in this place. And so come on, Valley Creek, here we are. Here we are in the midst of a global pandemic and yet the kingdom of God is still advancing. Little by little, we've been moving forward with God quietly, behind the scenes, giving, serving, leading, praying, believing, moving forward in faith. And look what God has done. Two of our four campuses are launched. They're thriving. People are coming and are a part of them every single day. We now have the property for the other two and all of that is debt free. Come on, the kingdom of God is advancing and no global pandemic can stop it. And a word of God once spoken continues to be spoken. God told us what he wanted us to do. And because we decided to keep following by faith, regardless of what was happening in the world, he is providing, he is leading, he is moving, and he is guiding. You see, we didn't know what was coming, but God did. And maybe, just maybe, the reason there are so many healthy people in our church is because God invited us to attach our heart to him before the pandemic even happened. Remember, Jesus says, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, your heart follows your treasure and attaches itself to that thing. So maybe, just maybe, God invited us to give before the pandemic to attach our heart to Him, to the mission, to the movement of hope, so that when the world got crazy, we wouldn't drift away. In fact, when you came in today, they gave you two of these Missional Move Hope for the City brochures. One of them was the one we gave you in 2019. That was the vision of what we wanted to do, of what we were dreaming about, of what we were hoping that God was going to do. And then one is the update of 2022 of what God has actually been doing. And my hope is, is that you will take some time to look at these two together and see that God is actually doing immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, even in the midst of a global pandemic. 
Sometimes we have to look back to see God's faithfulness, to build our faith of how he's moving and what he is doing. And what I want you to see in these Valley Creek is we are literally creating the future together. All four of these campuses, they did not exist before 2019. Two of our campuses are now up and thriving. We have the property for the other two that now belong to the kingdom of God. But that's literally seeing what can be in the midst of what is. That's faith. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. It's walking into the unknown with the God who wants to be known when he invites us to trust him and literally to create the future with him. And so because of your generosity and your trust, and you're leading and serving and praying, we literally created the future together. I mean, I literally remember sitting in a meeting before we shared any of this with you in 2019 with some of our leaders. And I remember just doodling on a little piece of paper, just the region map that we were talking about and just putting a big question mark at the bottom of it. Like, is this even possible? Could we actually do this? Could God do this? And here we are three years later, two of which were a global pandemic, and we have all four properties debt-free. That's creating the future with God little by little. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you to every one of you who has given sacrificially, who has served, who has led, who has prayed, who has gotten involved. We couldn't do this without you. This is what a family on mission looks like, and this is what we do together. And so here we are. You either took this ground by faith or you're now enjoying it by sight. You either took this ground or you've shown up since we've taken it, but either way, we're all at this base camp together and we all have a responsibility to now steward it with all our heart. And so we will go as fast as we have the leaders and serve team members and resources to build and launch University and Argyle. And so maybe it's time for some of you to get involved. I love in Isaiah chapter six, when Isaiah is taken to the throne room of heaven and God literally says, whom will go for us? Whom shall we send? And Isaiah raises his hand and says, here I am, send me. Maybe it's time for some of you to raise your hand and say, here I am, send me, send me into this mission. And being sent doesn't mean you have to go to university or Argyle. It just might mean you get involved at your campus so someone else can go to those other campuses. Maybe it's time for you to join a kid's team, for you to get involved in raising up students for you to use your gift of music on the worship team or your creativity in the creative teams. Maybe it's time for you to lead a circle, make disciples, get involved in operations, get involved in prayer and ministry and serving the city, whatever that looks like. Because this is what God has called us to do. Missional moves are what we do as a church by design. Because this, is what a movement of hope for the city and beyond looks like. Right 
from the very beginning, our church has always had a heart for shared leadership. We've never been built on the gifts or passions or talents of a few, but the sacrifices of the many. You see, shared leadership simply means people come together and submit their gifts, their passions, their talents, their ability to a common vision for an exponential return. And when we look at the Bible, the Bible is really built on this shared leadership model. Uh, Moses had Joshua, Aaron, and Miriam. Uh, Jesus raised up the 12 disciples. The first century church was led by Paul, Silas, Timothy, Barnabas. And you get this theme, this pattern that it's not about a leader, but about multiple leaders coming together to use what they have for the good of others and the glory of God. In fact, in Exodus chapter 18, Moses leading the Israelites, he is getting worn out. He's getting burned out. The people are getting defeated and discouraged. And God gives Moses some incredible wisdom through his father-in-law, Jethro, and basically says, you can't do all this by yourself. You got to raise up some other leaders and empower them to lead with you. Then there will be an exponential return and the people will leave with shalom. Shalom means peace, prosperity, wholeness, wellness, the comprehensive flourishing in all of life. In other words, when God's people lead with shared leadership, with multiple leaders engaged using what they have for the good of others and the glory of God, everyone gets to experience shalom peace and comprehensive flourishing. You see, so many of you know that we are one church that meets in multiple campuses that carries the hope of Jesus to thousands of locations, but, but it might not mean all that much to you. On a Sunday, you might be sitting in your campus and the only thing you're really aware of is what's happening at your campus, but, but the reality is, is we're one church, which means we have one vision, one heart, one set of values, one overarching theological belief structure. We're moving in one direction in total unity, but we have multiple campuses with shared leaders, multiple campus pastors and staff and teams and incredible leaders that lead the way. And we're in thousands of locations because wherever you are, that's where we are. And I just want to show you some of our campuses and some of our campus pastors so you can see how this shared leadership model really works. You see, this is Justin. He's our Denton campus pastor, and he's been a part of Valley Creek for 22 years. Justin is an incredible leader. He's a man of encouragement. He launched our first campus, and he sees what can be in the midst of what is, and he calls things that are not as though they were. He's a great campus pastor. And then there's Jason. Jason has been at Valley Creek for 16 years. He is our Flower Mound campus pastor, and Jason is one of our primary communicators. He is a great teacher of God's word. He knows God's word. He loves God's word. And Jason is an incredible pastor. He pastors and shepherds people so incredibly well. Jason is a great campus pastor. And then we have Brian. 
Brian's our Gainesville campus pastor. He's been a part of Valley Creek for 17 years. What I love about Brian is Brian always says yes to God. Whatever God is asking him to do, he says yes. He's tenacious and he loves to serve the city. He couldn't wait to get to Gainesville to start serving that city. He is doing an incredible job and he is an amazing campus pastor. And then there's Rob. Rob's our Louisville campus pastor. He's been a part of Valley Creek for 15 years. And what I can tell you about Rob is Rob is a man of incredible integrity and character. Rob always has hope. No matter how dark or how disappointing or how hard things may be, Rob has the hope of Jesus flowing through his life. And he is a great campus pastor. And then there's Tripp. Tripp's our online campus pastor. He's been a part of Valley Creek for 14 years. And what I love about Tripp is he loves to help people take next steps on their journey with Jesus. And he's taken all of his technical ability and all his love for people and he's put those together to help us pastor people all around the world. He is a great campus pastor. And I want you to see these men who love God, who love you, who are a part of our church, who are leading the way. And every single week they pastor the flock. They shepherd God's people. They lead you towards Jesus, not because they have to, but because they want to. And they believe they've been called by God to do that. And not only do we have great campus pastors, we have a great executive team that helps lead the way in the central realities of our church. You see, we have these amazing leaders. We have Brad Lanham, who's our executive pastor of operations. He's been a part of Valley Creek for 26 years. For two and a half decades, Brad has been leading the way with godly character, being a voice of wisdom and stability and consistency to help us lead the church into the future. And then you've got Dave. He's our next gen pastor. He's been a part of Valley Creek for 11 years. He oversees everything from, from kids to VCLA. And Dave's a man of wisdom. He's deep waters. He thinks like the kingdom of God and he loves the next generation and wants to see them be raised up. And then we have Becca. Becca is our executive pastor. Her and her family have been here for 20 years. Becca oversees all of our staff and all of our ministries. And she's just a great leader. She leads with her whole heart and she makes everything around here great. And then we have Ben. Ben's our associate pastor. He's been a part of Valley Creek for 25 years. Ben helps us develop leaders and create Valley Creek and kingdom culture in every area and ministry. And what I can tell you about Ben is Ben is a man of pure heart. He has a pure heart before the Lord and before people and he loves God and he loves you. And what I want you to see with our campus pastors and our executive team is how long they have been here. Every one of them have been here at least a decade or longer. And in a season when there is so much change and transition in the world and people are coming and going everywhere, what I want you to see is the stability. What I want you to see is the consistency. 
What I want you to see is those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. They are deeply planted in Jesus and in this family. They are oaks of righteousness and oaks love to hang out with other oaks. Mature people love to be around mature people and those mature people create acorns which drop and plant and grow into saplings. Those saplings eventually become mature trees and that's what these leaders offer you in your life. In the midst of all the craziness and all the chaos that's out there, look at this consistency and this stability. And if you've ever wondered how we do what we do around here, why a decision was made the way it was, why we're going in a direction that we're going, just understand that every person that I just showed you, we don't move forward unless that entire group is in 100% unity about what God is saying to us. If one person has a dissenting voice or a sense that that is, that is not from the Lord, we stop and we wait and we pray and we discuss like Acts 15, we wait until it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. My hope would be that that would give you tremendous confidence about this church and what we're doing because this is shared leadership with different gifts and passions and talents and abilities, making it all happen. And not only do we have great campus pastors and an executive team, we have an amazing staff of central leaders and local leaders. I wish I could tell you about every single person that's on our staff, their names, their stories, what they do, how they contribute. But what I want you to see is here is a group of leaders who is using what they have for the good of others and the glory of God. They serve you. They love you. They're laying down their lives for you. They are on mission. They are a part of a movement of hope for the city and beyond. These are incredible leaders. And not only do we have an amazing staff team of leaders, we have tremendous leaders, serve team leaders throughout our entire church. Hundreds and hundreds of volunteer serve team leaders that lead the way and use what they have to be a part of this movement of hope. Like this list of names is so overwhelming of leaders, but this is just some of our next generation leaders. I could literally give you slide after slide after slide after slide of all of the amazing leaders in our church who use what they have for the good of others and the glory of God. This is what shared leadership looks like. It's not built on the talent of a few. It's built on the sacrifice of the many. And we want to raise people up and empower them to use what they have for the good of others and the glory of God. We believe we're better together. That the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight but two can put 10,000 to flight. And so the heartbeat of our church by design is to raise up and empower as many leaders as we can to release God's kingdom into the city and beyond. We believe in the redemptive potential of humanity. We believe that everyone was created to be a kingdom leader. You see, no matter how lost someone might be, when they put their faith in Jesus, the grace of Jesus makes them a new creation. The Spirit of God dwells inside of them. The kingdom of God is now within them. They've been given the keys 
of the kingdom. They're an ambassador of Christ. They've been anointed by the Spirit of God. They've been sent by Jesus, commissioned to rule and reign with God. They become a kingdom leader. And because we believe this so deeply, we want to create a developmental culture in our church where people can practice the leadership calling on their life. We have always wanted to create environments, an atmosphere, a culture, if you will, where people can practice the gifts, the talents, the abilities, the things that God has entrusted to them in a safe place. We want to raise up generations of hope carriers, and that's why Valley Creek is really a training center. It's a safe place where you can practice your gifts. In fact, if you look at how Jesus developed the disciples, he constantly sent them into places that were bigger than who they were. And he allowed them to try and make mistakes and practice. And then they would come back and he would coach them and he would celebrate them and he would process with them and help them continue to grow in all that God had created them to be. And the same is true for us and our church. And we've done this for years. You see, 95% of our staff has been raised up within. We don't go get them off a church job board somewhere or find them somewhere on the internet. No, no, we want to make disciples and raise up leaders right here in our church, but not just for staff, for all the areas of life to help even you become a hope carrier in the places that God has called you to go. You see, what many of you will not know is that I was 29 years old when I stepped into the lead pastor role here at Valley Creek. And if I'm honest with you, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I had spoke maybe 10 messages in my entire life. I was never a student director, so I wasn't used to speaking in front of people. And yet our church gave me so much grace and so much space and so much opportunity to work out God's calling on my life. Those early years, I preached some pretty bad messages. And yet our church at the time was gracious and kind and encouraging to create a developmental culture for me to work out what God had put in my life. And that's who we are as a church. You see, this last two years of COVID, we lost a lot of developmental opportunities. And so we're stepping back into a season of accelerated development, development culture, where we're going to be raising up lots of new and young leaders in lots of spaces. And I just want you to be aware that this is what we believe and this is what we do. And so if you're ever around somebody who is developing in their gift, in their calling, in their space, there's three things I just want you to be aware of. One is just engage. If you see someone developing in their gift on a platform, leading a circle, leading a team meeting, engage. Be what I like to call the first follower. Be the first person to go. Lift your voice. Engage your faith. Respond with encouragement and enthusiasm. Clap, sing, celebrate. And if you watch them struggling and you watch them trying and they're not maybe getting it just right, don't disengage and lean out. No, lean in. Encourage, celebrate, keep them going. Applaud them along the way. Engage with your whole heart because that's you helping them grow. Second thing is encourage. Be a great encourager of our people that are developing. 
If you see them lead a song, thank them for it. If you watch them lead a team meeting that they're new at, celebrate and tell them what you enjoyed about it. If you watch them leading a circle for the first time and they've never done it before, thank them for giving their time and their talent and their ability. Show them, tell them where you've been seeing them grow. Be a great encourager in a world full of discouragement. And then be humble. Don't ever think that this is beyond you or beneath you. You might be incredibly successful in your area of life, and you then might be under a leader here who's 25 years old and is figuring it out. You might have walked with God for 50 years and be really mature and be under someone who's growing as a really immature young leader. But be humble. And remember that God only serves springs of living water through broken vessels. So have a humility to know that God is doing something in you and for you and through you in that moment. See what you are doing as part of a movement of hope for the city and beyond because we are raising up generations of hope carriers. Come on, this is why in the Old Testament, God is called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob not the God of Abraham. Why? Because Abraham didn't keep it to himself and say, I'm going to do it all and it's just about me. No, no. He passed it on to Isaac, who passed it on to Jacob, and they gave space and opportunity to practice, to be trained, to try, to grow, to fail, to be coached, to be celebrated, because that's the kingdom culture. It's a developmental culture. This is why Jesus says a student will become like his teacher when he is fully trained. None of us are fully trained yet. And so we need a developmental culture where we're being trained and shaped and molded into the image and likeness of Jesus because we, by design, are raising up generations of hope carriers. And this is a training center where people get to work out their faith in a safe place where other people engage and encourage and humbly receive what God is doing through them. So by design, we make missional moves, we share our leadership, and we create a developmental culture. And I know some of you are probably thinking, did we really need to take a whole weekend to talk about that? Yes because that is the core of who we are. That is the direction that we're going. And that is really the heartbeat of our church. And so this week, as we get ready to move into summer, our 60 Days Songs of Life series and experience starts this Wednesday, June 1st. You see, this summer, 60 Days Songs of Life, what we're doing is we're going through the book of Psalms together. The Psalms are amazing. They're full of pain and praise and prayer. Maybe nowhere else in the Bible do you clearly see humanity and divinity together. We see the vulnerability and the authenticity and the brokenness of the heart of man. And we see the greatness and the majesty and the wonder of God. And I'm believing as we go through this 60 days, there are things that God is going to heal in your life, things you're going to get to grieve, prayers you're going to get to pray, gratitude you're going to get to express. And so here's what I want to invite you to do. 
When you leave, you're going to get one of these 60 day bookmarks and it shows you a reading plan that we're going to be going through. And I want to invite you read through the book of Psalms with us over this summer. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, stay connected. If you're traveling, watch online. But every day, just read a psalm or two and then take one verse, meditate on it and watch what God will do in your heart. 60 days, we're going to get through the entire book of Psalms together. Come on, Valley Creek. We just talked about how things happen by design. And so if you want to have a great summer, if you want to have a healthy summer, If you want to be spiritually flourishing this summer, then it doesn't happen by coincidence. It's not haphazard and it's not arbitrary. It happens when you go by design. And the design this summer is 60 days through the book of Psalms, starts this Wednesday. Watch what God will do. So Jesus, thank you so much for our church and for the kingdom design. Thank you for missional moves. Thank you for shared leadership. Thank you for the developmental culture. And thank you for the book of Psalms, the 60 days songs of life that you are going to lead us through this summer. Lord, by design, we turn our hearts to you and we follow you one next step at a time this summer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.